Welcome into Tom Sox Conversations. I'm Brendan Cacera, and I'm joined by the Ball State head coach, Rich Maloney. And uh, hey, Rich, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks. I hope you're doing well. And, um, you know, I want to get right into it. Uh, you've sent a few players over, one that's ended up playing for the Tom Sox. Charlottesville, quite a ways away from Ball State. Why do you, um, what's the connection there to the Tom Sox organization? Well, uh, Jeff Burton knew um, John Kessick, who was a uh, former player of mine. And John reached out and said, hey, coach, you might want to send some players out this way because um, they run a really good program. And so um, he basically uh, had Jeff and I connect. And when we connected, we, uh, you know, he started, Jeff started to share about what, what he was doing in the organization. And I was impressed. And I said, hey, well, we'll give it a shot. And uh, it's been a good, uh, a good partnership for sure. Um, and, and is summer ball something that you have all your players do every off season? Yeah, most players in, at the D1 level certainly, uh, you know, understand the commitment that it takes to be a great ball player. And they know to continue to improve, they have to go play summer ball somewhere. Sometimes there's some players, you know, of course, due to injuries, they can't play in the summer or some pitchers who pitched a lot of innings. They don't get to uh, uh, go in the summer for, to protect their arms. Uh, but in general, about 90% of the players, I would say at all D1 colleges, end up going to play in some uh, collegiate league. And why do you think it's uh, important, I guess, to to go into summer ball? Obviously, you know, the season can be pretty taxing for some of these guys, especially guys that, you know, come straight out of high school and, and get into that college season. So why is it uh, Im important for them to go ahead and do that instead of maybe just train in the offseason? Well, I think, uh, again, repetition. Uh, I think for any of the college kids to play in the collegiate league and um, get the number of reps it takes to be a great baseball player, um, I mean, it truly is a game of repetition. And you just, the more you play, the better chance you have of improving. Um, I heard it said one time in the, when I was in the minor leagues um, that it takes 1,300 at-bats to determine whether someone can play at the next level, the big league level. Um, so in other words, it's saying that's like three years of at 400 at bats before they can say yay or nay on a guy. So in other words, if a guy got a thousand at bats and he hasn't done it yet, don't give up on him yet because it's about, about 1300 at bats. If he hasn't figured it out yet, then he's probably not going to do it. Yeah, that's interesting right there. I haven't heard that one before, so that's that's really cool. Um, and Kyle Nicholas, your former player and, and now drafted in the MLB draft, uh, he played for the Tom Sox. And what do you like about his game that you think is going to play at that next level? And what do you like about Kyle just overall that you think is going to help him? Well, Kyle, first of all, he's an outstanding human being. Uh, barring none, first he's classy. He's very professional. He's he's. I've watched him grow uh, immensely, which has been just very pleasing. I mean, the raised with great family values. Uh, he's voted by our team as the hardest worker, um, which is a tremendous compliment to somebody with his skill set. Um, and then on top of it, uh, graduated in three years uh, with a business degree. Um, I mean that's hard to do and play division one baseball and be excellent in both. Um, but what he also brings, I mean, he's very gifted. He's, he's 
he's got some uh, God-given talent that's pretty special. And then he works as hard as he possibly can to make the most of that talent. And certainly, uh, I mean, he has a chance to be a star. He really does. I mean, he's throwing, when we got him, he, he would touch in the low 90s. Um, you know, well, he'd pitch in the low 90s, and then he was finishing out where he was pitching more uh, 94 to 98, touching some hundreds, uh, which pretty, pretty special. Uh, but I think the biggest attributes is just he's a he's a great person, hard worker, and uh, is focused on becoming the best that he can be. And I think he's going to have a long professional career. And do you have any interesting stories about Kyle at his time with Ball State? A guy of that caliber, probably somebody you've been around quite a bit. Um, yeah. So anything yeah. interesting? Well, I would just say that it um, it wasn't an easy road for him which is a tremendous, uh, again, another compliment to him is that he, he had to work through, through some adversity. He got hurt the summer before he came to us. He had a knee injury, and therefore um, we didn't get to coach him the whole fall. So that stunted his growth. I mean, honestly, he missed the whole fall of training to just re rehab his knee and get better. So basically he comes back to us in January and that's the first time we get our hands on him. And then he's pitching for Ball State in February. And um, that was a rough journey for him because he had been so successful. He's a great basketball player, too. So he won a state championship in basketball and in baseball and was a key player in both. And he ended up, um, because of the layoff with the knee injury, I think when he came back, his mechanics went a little awry and he couldn't find strike zone. Uh, and he never really had that problem his whole time growing up. So it wasn't a great um, season for him. And then um, he comes the second season after he plays for uh, your organization, the Tom Sox. Then he comes, um, he does reasonably well there. He does okay. And, um, He's starting to progress a little bit. He has a really good fall for us. And then he goes in the season, he gets six saves, but he's still just a notch below what he knows he can be and what we know he can be. He just wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. So that development by not having the fall practice, I think, you know, the first year delayed his progression. And then he goes to the Cape and he does pretty good. Um, he finishes the Cape with um, two saves in the championship series. Uh, which I think really catapulted his confidence and started to come together. And then this year for us, this past year, he was primed to have a phenomenal season. For the four starts that he had for us, they were all good. And um, he was really looking good. The last game he struck out 17 guys. And he had a no-hitter in the seventh. They had a ground ball through the middle. Actually, it was a blessing because I would have had to pull him with a no hitter in the seventh. So I got off the hook by them getting a single <laughs> because he was phenomenal. He yeah. was phenomenal. 17. He might've struck out 22 or 23. That's how good he was. I mean, he was electric, but um, of course we weren't going to let him have that many pitches that early. So we would have had to, right. I would have had to eat it. Uh, so, but Kyle's progression has been great. And uh, like I say, the quality person he is, we're going to miss him, of course, but we're so excited for him. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, looking at your team this past season, obviously things not ending the way anybody wants a season to end, of course. 
how did you guys find out? How did you specifically find out about the uh, cancellation of the season? Yeah, it was very unusual because um, we were supposed to play Dayton on the weekend. And um, what ended up happening is I got a call on uh, Thursday. They're supposed to come up Friday. And um, they had said, did you hear that uh, one of the Ivy League schools had, had said they're not playing baseball? And that's when the whole thing started to happen. And then Dayton, the Dayton coach said that his administration said they were uncertain whether they were going to let him play that weekend. And then we got another call um, where it was um, like, we can't come, we can't come to play. So in other words, they're not going to let us play. And then I knew boy, the Ivy League thing that Dayton's not allowed, this thing's going to start happening. So then later in that day, it was that Thursday, it was a, just a blur um, because none of us seen it coming, obviously. And we had to have the players in the dugout and we had to say our season's been canceled because the NCAA canceled the College World Series. And it all just happened so fast. And we had guys crying and we had a really nice team. I mean, we had a team that, was 20 and five in the league the year before and won like 39 games or something or 38 games. I'm not sure. And then they, uh, we had a lot of the guys back and a lot of them were seniors. So it was one of those, like, you knew you were going to have a really good season, uh, and it possibly a special season. And then you got a guy like Kyle too, you know, who, who's rising and he needs to pitch because if he pitches the way he's pitching, he's going to move up the chart. I really think if Kyle would have pitched a whole year, he would have went high in the first round because that's how his talent plays out. Is it, it, the skill set measured out that? But it just didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, play out the season. So that that didn't help a guy like Kyle who needed to prove it uh, on the field. And were there any conversations you had to have, especially with a guy like Kyle who was looking to be drafted? Was there any kind of conversation of you know, you should focus more on the MLB draft. Was he trying to stay or was he pretty set on, you know, he's uh, pushing towards the MLB after this season regardless? Yeah, we knew. Well, that's the reason why we set the plan. When Kyle came to Ball State, he already had uh, many transferable credits. So we already set the goal from the day he walked, before he even walked on camp, we said, hey, with those transferable credits, knowing that you're a prospect, it would be great if you could finish your degree in three years and get drafted and be done with school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best case scenario. And uh, so that was the goal. So we, we've always knew that he was going to be a three and out. That's just a skill set he had. And yeah. in our program, we've had many of the guys who have done that. Uh, fortunately, um, almost all of them have come back and gotten their degrees. And uh, for Kyle to complete it, He's the second guy that I've had that's been a high draft pick that um, actually had their degree before they left, which is pretty special. Because, you know, in baseball, they take your junior year, and you, you if you stay for your senior year, you, you lose the leverage. Yeah. You don't get the same remuneration as you would your junior year. So that's just the way baseball is set up. So kids really need to leave their junior year if they're great prospects. And be sure to follow us, uh, follow the Tom Sox in the Valley League on all social media platforms. And 
also Tom Sox TV on YouTube and coach. That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too.